Hello, everyone. <laughs> We're channeling. <laughs> um, I am here with Kaylin. Hello. Who uh, handles marketing for us at CTC. And I was just telling her I never know how to introduce <laughs> when I'm in channel mode. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Christina's gone. <laughs> Oracle is in. Oracle is in. And we just finished up our first, like, real in-person Oracle event, mm -hmm. which was kind of a, a taster with, I don't know how many people, like, less than 15 mm -hmm. um, of close friends that Christina has, just to, you know debut it I guess I don't know why I don't really love that word but it's fine yeah um so yeah how do you feel after that I feel incredible mm -hmm. I've been experiencing the oracle calls well I mean I've been to all of them even the ones that I didn't go to live mm -hmm. um and experiencing it in person with people that I know and love mm -hmm. was completely different but also exactly the same how was it different it was different because I was feeling everyone else's energy and oh, I usually yeah. don't um and I'm usually like in my own bubble I think mm -hmm. um when I'm virtual um but it was really really cool to see everyone's reactions and to see everyone like process and go through all of the information mm -hmm. um and also just feel all of the activations myself they just felt so clear so potent and just mm -hmm. like yeah <laughs> I love that well I love that too I I love as you know seeing people in mm -hmm. the moment you know I don't love it's like the the problem of the whole business that we're trying to solve is uh I don't love and Christina doesn't love just talking to the ethers yeah. you know we like to be in community to the boxes. <laughs> yeah you know we like to be in community and feeling people's energy mm -hmm. and that's the point right mm -hmm. to co-create um so that was really fun and it was interesting in, tonight was just it's always interesting to see how people respond differently and we were kind of talking about afterwards how um there was a lot of energy movement but it was very it was still very calm it was mm -hmm. interesting you mm -hmm. know um which i think often on the membership calls it feels a little more explosive yeah probably though because people know they're you know they're in their own room by themselves and they can be like explosively crying that's and, true and here people are probably a little conscious of you know when there's only <laughs> yeah a couple of people on the couch it's mm -hmm. like okay maybe I'm not but um lots of good crying lots mm -hmm. of good feeling I think lots of good pieces getting put together if there's one thing I literally can't live without it is 100% my electrolytes if you want to have your best year yet it's time to get your hands on Element. If you're not already on the Element train, electrolytes, I know a lot of people think are just for people that are like super active or like extreme athletes, at least I used to, until I started having all these random like symptoms that I thought were bigger health problems and I realized was just an imbalance in electrolytes. So for me, if my electrolytes are imbalanced, first of all, I'll just feel like no matter how much water I drink, I am still thirsty. My skin will get really dry. I will get cravings like hunger cravings sugar cravings my head will hurt i'll get headaches it just happened to me the other day i forgot to 
drink electrolytes and I was getting really cranky and had a headache and my friend was like, you need some element. So fixed all that. Um, also random cramps and for me waking up in the middle of the night as well. When you are eating a whole foods based diet, yes, a low carb diet, but even when you're just eating a whole foods based diet, it's easy for your electrolytes to get out of balance. Also, as we are moving through this ascension process and going through a lot of upgrades and when you're doing a lot of frequency work, uh, you know, for me, I do a lot of channeling and energy healing and also recommend this for everybody I train in that. But when you're just doing a lot of like personal development work and energy work with in yourself, you are burning through a lot of lights and it's really easy to get those electrolytes out of balance. So you might notice your water needs go up and also your electrolyte needs uh, go up as well. Most electrolytes have sugar, artificial ingredients, coloring, that's totally unnecessary. And I also think a lot of them taste really fake. I love the taste of Element. I think they taste incredible. You can start with like just a quarter of a packet or even half a packet and then work your way up. There is a reason why so many professional NFL teams and NBA teams utilize Element. They really work. You will notice a difference. Like I have tried other electrolytes and I do not feel the difference the way I do with Element. My current most used flavors have been the watermelon salt and the grapefruit salt. I, I go through phases with all of them. And then the chocolate caramel forever a fave for putting into any like warm beverage. This is great as something to sweeten your coffee without like extra crap in it. It's great for like any hot chocolate to kind of sweeten it up. Always bring this on travel into coffee shops. So I'm not using those gross syrups. So Element is hooking up our community with a special offer. If you go to drinkelement.com slash CTC, that's spelled D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T, dot com slash ctc you can get an element sample pack for the cost of just shipping so it's a great way to just you know get more and try out different flavors each sample pack contains eight packets so two citrus two raspberry two orange and two raw unflavored element has a no questions asked refund policy they have less than a 0.5 percent return rate they just have like amazing customer service and if you don't like it let their customer service know and they will give you your money back no questions asked you don't even have to send it back so there's really no downside this stuff has changed my life and i highly recommend you check it out drinkelement.com ctc get your free sample pack and you will feel how this changes your frequency what was for you something that clicked for you so um i was just telling um everyone afterwards as we were processing that something that clicked for me that had not clicked for me in that way was uh you were talking about how we will always know when we are on our pinnacle mm -hmm. mission um because even though we love other things we can always have the feeling that something is just not exactly not right, but it's just, we just have this, this knowing, this feeling is our higher self whispering to us. Mm -hmm. um, and it just really made a lot of things click for me because I, I'm a person that loves a lot of different things. I've always loved a lot of different things. I've always um, pursued a lot of different <laughs> things that I've, you know, sometimes merged together, sometimes kept completely separate. Um, but it was just really, it, it was like in that moment, I could hear my own higher self completely clearly and it was like across time I was like able to see all these moments where mm. I had felt that whisper so it was like an activation for mm. me um 
and then also it just gave me this this sense of calm because it's like okay well now you know what that voice sounds like now you can follow it you know Mm -hmm. and you may not know exactly what it is that you're um supposed you know quote unquote supposed to be walking towards exactly in this moment or whatever but it's like you know that you will always it will always be revealed to you it Mm -hmm. will always be delivered to you um so that was beautiful Mm -hmm. for me um yeah well there's a lot of good stuff in there thanks for sharing that and that's part of like what we're getting at is people are so set on I need to know the the actual technical vision of my final destination and they're holding on to that and they think that's like holding the vision so Mm -hmm. to speak right instead of like holding the energy which is a feeling Mm -hmm. and it's it's not about needing to know exactly what that looks like Mm -hmm. because that can unintentionally limit us it's in each moment, how am I feeling? Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of what we're talking about tonight was it's one conversation to, to, you know, get people to realize. (laughs) And a lot of it turns into trying to convince people to notice that things are going wrong Mm -hmm. and take action on, Hey, this isn't working for a reason. Mm -hmm. And that's one conversation, but really you know, what we're talking about tonight and really with this community is that's not the conversation we're really having. Yeah. It's we're beyond that of needing things to blow up. It's mm-hmm. in your daily life when you're already aligned with ease and joy, mm-hmm. right. And peace and all that tuning into that voice of this is complete or this just isn't quite right without mm-hmm. something needing to be wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and that is, it's a fine tuning. It's, mm-hmm. it's a fine tuning. Uh, and that seems to be the place that a lot of people are kind of getting tripped up right Mm -hmm. and I think some of the signals of intuition that people have been depending on as they've relearned that voice are getting a little outdated right so you're recognizing new signals and putting it together where what we're talking about is not waiting for the sign because the sign is the last moment yeah (laughs) and a lot of times people wait for the sign I mean Christina waits for the sign right and that's that's something that she's certainly gonna I'm sure journal and and, you know Mm -hmm. go into and feel into and there's reflecting on that and there's looking back and noticing whoa okay well what were the signs before the signs Mm -hmm. um the inner signs rather which are really just a can I it's so simple can I honor how I'm feeling Mm -hmm. you know it's coming back to the feeling that's what you kept saying Mm -hmm. over and over and I think that that it's been becoming more clear for me as we've been in the oracle calls Mm -hmm. because you you always talk about it you always talk about um the beauty and how that's what we came here to experience was the full spectrum of emotion. So we have to follow that. We have to tune into that. Um, but then tonight, just with everything happening and what you were talking about with signs, it was just another level of just like, yeah, like I'm all, and I've again been having this awareness uh-huh. of like, oh, well, why do I need to check in with my friend who's also intuitive? Like mm-hmm. I, like I am the only one that knows. And you know, it's been a practice for me the past couple of months, even like, okay, I'm not going to pull a card. I'm mm-hmm. not going to ask my pendulum. I'm just going to feel because mm-hmm. I know that the answer is within me. These these other things are just tools that I'm using to get there. Well, what if I don't need the tool? What if I just yeah. tune into myself? And so, yeah, it's like, why, why are we asking for a sign? Why are we looking for the sign? If the sign is just going to point us to what we already know. 100%. Um, and it's funny, you know, Christina, she'll probably put this together. Uh, but she 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 was obsessed with the oracle cards, right? Yeah. And tarot cards and all that. And she used to be like, would spend like an hour, two hours every morning just pulling cards. And she hasn't pulled a card in months. Mm-hmm. Like she'll pull her, um, like affirmation cards as journal prompts. Mm-hmm. But 
the way she used to just be seeking the answers from right. the signs, you know, and I, a lot of that really did shift when we started doing this because this has reoriented her to her intuition in a much clearer way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are a layer, there are layers to, and we talked about this tonight of, you know, really trusting her intuition and living an intuitively led life. She does a pretty good job of it. She certainly doesn't do it 100% of the time, right? She doesn't. Like, because that really is a very different way of living. Mm-hmm. And it's important just to, even if you're not going to fully, fully do that, just recognize what that would look like. So you're starting to see what that gap is. Um, but, you know, the interesting thing here is when we're talking about emotions, really how people will start to recognize, ideally, how many things they thought were emotions that were actually just thoughts Mm -hmm. and other people's thoughts as Uh you explained to us with the chords that was so that clicked too Mm -hmm. for me about the chords go both ways (laughs) (laughs) novel right (laughs) it's like again I know that and and a lot of times you know many times I'll say I am aware of that but just understanding that visual representation of like it's going both ways and you can claim it to not go both ways Mm -hmm. changes the game Mm -hmm. 100% it's did that make you think of anyone or anything in particular oh my god yeah I mean (laughs) well that's the thing is you know people always want to talk about yeah I'm cutting my cords yeah I'm you know setting my boundaries whatever but then when you start to really think about well and the other part of it is people are very hesitant to Mm -hmm shift relationships to set Mm -hmm. boundaries to release relationships to you know whatever that is they're hesitant to leave but then when you start to put it in context of there is a tube from you to them and their energy is flowing into your body and their thoughts are flowing and suddenly you're like i don't know that i'm i'm so excited to stay (laughs) right yeah Yeah. that's that's a very real thing and um you know, that it's the other side of the cord that I think people need to look at. Absolutely. So, um, did you have any follow-up questions from tonight? Mm, any follow-up questions? Well, I already asked you about <laughs> my, my big question about crying and surrendering. Yeah. And you connected it to sacral, which I think is important for people to hear, if anyone mm-hmm. is like me. Um, any follow-up questions? Uh, I think that you want to talk about the not yet thing about how, oh, not yet, um, oh. doesn't really, you want to tell yeah. people about that? Sure. Well, I thought that was a big one. You know, someone, that was a big one. <laughs> it's coming back to me. Um, someone had said something, and Christina's really going to hate this. I'm just going to tell you that. <laughs> um, Someone had something tonight about, you know, having a feeling about what was going to occur, but also having a feeling of not yet. Mm -hmm. And so what we said was from our perspective, not yet isn't really a thing. Mm -hmm. It's and by that we mean you can decide not yet. And that's fine. That's your decision. Like these are just your timelines that you're picking and you can make your detours. You can do whatever you want. It's your life. Right. But not yet because it's not the right timing. You're creating the timing. Always. You are always creating the timing. And when you say yes to something and you push the energy forward, whatever you're waiting for before has to come with you. Mm-hmm. So you're creating the timing. Yeah. What people do is they're in an energy of waiting because they live their lives passively because they don't realize they're creators and they don't want to take responsibility for the creatorship, right? And 
they're waiting for someone else or something else. Usually, you know, I want to feel more, whatever it is. It's not exactly, it's not the right timing. And what they're perceiving is some part of what we're saying tonight, some part of themselves that is not fully on board vibrationally Mm -hmm. in terms of my ego is feeling comfortable with this is really usually what it is, Mm -hmm. right? Because that's what's going back and forth. I don't, what, what are we really saying when we say, I don't feel ready, you know? Um, and when Christina says that, it's that her ego isn't ready. It's yeah. never that her soul's not ready. Her soul's all, let's go, yeah. <laughs> right? Like we come in, let's go, mm-hmm. let's do all of it, right? Mm-hmm. We're ready to go. Um, but it's her ego that's, I'm not fully ready yet. There's something else I, I need. And mm-hmm. that could be something within herself, a belief, uh, um, an embodiment, uh, you know, a logistical thing, something that she's thinking about. So that's one part of it is, hey, my ego is just not fully there yet. Mm-hmm. And that's fine if you want to wait for your ego to be fully there yet. But what we also said is when you just move forward with your soul, your ego has to catch up. Mm -hmm. It just, it has to. Mm -hmm. And that's part of, you know, navigating this relationship you have with your entire vessel is there's so much like back and forth and struggle with, with ego, mind, soul, all of this. And it's about bringing cohesion and starting to kind of rewire the pathways. You know, so the other night on the the high energy call she was talking about you know part of kind of the wiring with the third eye Mm -hmm. and how people will filter from their brain first and then what they're able to see with their psychic senses is filtered through their brain instead of purely straight first my psychic senses Mm -hmm. and then I can go into my brain and see how this makes sense Mm -hmm. It's a very different orientation point. And so what people do is they do the same filtering thing, but it's kind of like my ego and my mind and my brain mm-hmm. and all that is my primary filtering mechanism. And from there, I listen to my soul. Mm-hmm. So suddenly my soul self is very clear when it's comfortable for my ego, mm-hmm. right? But when that's your filter, then when those two aren't saying the same thing, you feel like, I don't know what my intuition is saying. Right. And it's not that it's not there. It's just that you've already put that filter up first. Mm-hmm. And so part of this all working nicely and cohesively is changing that that line, you know, how that orients and where that goes first. And where it starts is, what's my soul saying? Mm-hmm. And then I can also recognize where my ego's at with it, mm-hmm. right? And recognize what both are saying. But when you're starting there, that's not going to – that is certainly not going to limit. In fact, it's only probably going to expand and help how your ego and your brain are saying things. Mm-hmm. And that's the first place to go. Um, so, you know, that's one aspect. But the other part of it, I'm, you know, not ready yet because not the right timing is really, is what, you know, what was we were talking about. Not the right timing. It's either I'm not fully on board yet and I'm waiting for something external, really, or within me to shift so my ego feels like, yeah, it's good. Or it's I'm, I'm and or in some ways the same thing, perceiving someone outside of me is going to have what I would perceive to be a negative reaction that makes me uncomfortable. And so I'm waiting for them to be fully vibrationally on board with what I'm going to do, right? Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for that person to be okay so I don't rock the boat because that's more comfortable for my ego, Mm -hmm. right? But not not your soul. And so that's the thing is with all these... You know, and you can probably tell when, you know, people ask us questions and it's, we say with love, it's important to see like our genuine reaction mm-hmm. because when you see different people's reactions 
to your situation, you start to open your mind to different ways of perceiving. Mm-hmm. It. And that's something that certainly rewired and continues to all of Christina's experiences mm-hmm. where there are so many things that she would get stressed out about or worried about. And she would meet different types of people and watch them go through the same thing. And no big deal. Cool. Fun. Yeah. And she thought, whoa, I don't actually have to choose. I could do it that way. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that opened up a lot for her. And that's part of part of, you know, why we are using the vessel to bring through these messages and share our genuine reaction of, hey, this is a different a different perspective mm-hmm. um, where you will ask a question. You ask a question because the question is the easiest way for you to bring it's the easiest way for your ego to allow what the soul wants to come forward, right? So instead of just saying, hey, on a soul level, I want this, how it comes out is it goes blocking it from coming in. <laughs> so let me ask, you know, in this, this situation, the Oracle mm-hmm. or Christina, let me ask her this question. Mm-hmm. And you only have to listen to someone's question to understand to yeah. know what their soul is yeah. looking for right mm-hmm. they're they're looking they're looking for it to come back to what they really want mm-hmm. right but then the answer will get reflected back to them of what they really want and they have all these ifs ands and buts right <laughs> all these things that are but but th- but that's not i don't want to hurt somebody it's yeah. really hard and here's the thing is you're sitting here you know at war with yourself over this situation, you're not making a decision and you're worried about discomfort, Mm. right? That's what you're worried about. Mm -hmm. I'm worried about discomfort. And here you are in a pile of discomfort. Mm -hmm. So it's really all the same thing. Yeah. It's really all the same thing. Either way, the situation, it's all discomfort. And at the end of the day, it's very clear. Like if, if we're going to align with what's going to bring you peace, it's not being in the situation of discomfort, Mm -hmm. right? So the fact that you, like, when people just have the question at all, you have to realize there's a reason when you have questions, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's not always, that reason isn't always, you know, this situation isn't in highest alignment for you. Um, but there's some aspect of the situation that's not. Mm-hmm. Because when things are feeling good, peaceful, easy, joyful, no one asks any questions about it, yeah. right? It's not a problem. You know, Christina will always be like, oh, did you talk to your friends about me when Andrew will go visit his friends. He's like, no, she's like, why not? He's like, cause we're not having problems. <laughs> right. Oh my and, God. and she thinks it's so funny. She's like, I guess that she's like, you know, that's kind of what people do. Yeah. Right. You tend to, you, you tend to, and not everybody. Right. And as consciousness shifts, it's not really what it is. Right. Christina talks about Andrew to all of her friends all the time. Uh, but when people talk about their partners, it tends to be, Hey, we're going through this problem. Yeah. Have you ever gone through this? Do you have any advice? Yeah. That just tends to be because, right? But when things are going smooth, it's not top of mind for you. Mm-hmm. But your lives would change a lot if you started to bring all those smooth, easy, abundant, mm-hmm. effortless things to mind a lot more because mm-hmm. then that's what you're focusing on, mm-hmm. right? And then you're just adding more momentum to that track. Mm-hmm. So going back to, you know, when you're saying things like, I'm not ready yet, or it wasn't exactly that. It was quote not ready because it's not the right timing Mm -hmm. what is the right timing you know you're creating the right timing all in your choices and you're Mm -hmm. not it's always the right timing yeah whenever you choose it and if we look at all the different choices you can make and all the different timelines you can jump on 
with how it maps out. In every single one of those situations, if you play that out, you're going to look back at that and say, oh, that I'm so glad I did it that way because that was perfect timing. Mm-hmm. You will. That, mm-hmm. That's the truth of it. So it is always perfect timing. It's going to be because energy will just kind of sort itself out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's all just choices about how quickly you want to move forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some people like to take some more time with things generally. Some people with certain things, you know, Christina generally moves really fast uh, because she's kind of figured all this out. And she, for her, most of the time has realized it's not comfortable either way. So she'd rather just bite the <laughs> bullet, you know, yeah. and do it now. Um, and she has often found that the longer she drags it out, the more difficult it ends up being because there's mm-hmm. even more time and energy spent in that direction that then now you're kind of undoing yeah. or healing from. But there are also certain things that, you know, she and she talks to us about it and she's like, I know that I could just do this right now, but I'm just, I'm, I'm just, my ego's not there mm-hmm. and that's just fine. That's mm-hmm. just how it is. And she's just honest with herself. She's like, that's the block. Like my ego is the block and like, I'm just going to give myself some grace right now mm-hmm. to like, let me, I'm just going to be in that space and do a human thing and just you know, I'll know when I'm finally over my own bullshit. Mm-hmm. And that eventually happens. That's all fine. You know, so we're not saying it that you have to do any certain thing or go, f- you don't have to go faster. You don't have to go slower. It's just starting to tune into what you really want and what you really need at that time. And it might be different things at different times, but it's more to just, you know, open up people's minds to recognize like you're creating it mm-hmm. and you can create the tempo you want. And, you know, we talked about this in the, in the membership calls, but a lot of the mm, resentment people have or the stressors they have. There's a lot of energy around like other people setting your pace, mm-hmm. other people mm-hmm. setting your tempo. And that's a very real and valid feeling. And Christina feels that all the time. You know, you're all so interconnected all the time, right? And there's all these different moving parts and technology and notifications. And that can unintentionally turn into everybody setting each other's paces, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, today she get she gets like three different messages this morning. Uh, it's like days like today that she's hyper aware of, and these are things that trigger her. These are her triggers, right? And it's no one else's problem; it's her problem, right? But she is hyper triggered on days like today when people phrase things. You know, she wakes up, hey, we need you to send this over today, mm. and mm-hmm. it's. No one's ill intention, and they're not usually meaning. Sometimes people are. Hey, I want this on my timeline immediately, and they're they're trying to push that on her. And a lot of times, people just are using that language. You right. know, they're not thinking about that. And she's taking it kind of like personally, and she knows, you know, they don't mean it like that, because she's like, I'm already so stressed. I have a big. Th- I need to be focused, right? And I have all these people saying they need. They're saying I need this today, right? It's all these false deadlines and. Even when you know that they're not real, you can still feel that energy. You know, she does. Um, And so that's important to start to, you know, talking about with each other. And, you know, for her, she has learned with people in her life to explain, I'm sensitive to language and I feel a lot of pressure from a lot of different angles. And, uh, you know, when you sit little things like that, like I need this right now, this is how this feels for me, right? So just so people can start to understand um, and you can start to, you know, learn how to communicate with each other more, more lovingly. But a lot of people feel that very real pressure in whatever way they do. That's just an example from Christina's life. 
And that can lead to this deeper kind of disempowered sort of feeling sometimes, right? Everybody is, I'm on everyone else's timeline. My day is everybody else's to-dos. And that's a valid feeling. And the reason why we bring this up is so that you can start to reorient and see how much like control you do have over your own pace and tempo mm-hmm. within your own life mm-hmm. and how you can actually say, hey, all this is all this going on around me and it's going to keep going on. It just is. And I can either pause and just keep living in response to what everybody else is sending my way and how they're pulling the strings or I can, you know, let that all go on and I'm going to put my foot on the gas and I'm going to guide all the energy in the mm-hmm. way that I want. And those are just simply two different choices and yeah. you might do different things at different times. And that's part of learning to work with communities and ecosystems. And you might notice that even, you know, within the little ecosystems you have of your families or your friend groups or, you know, the business team, all these different little mini communities where you'll notice who is setting the tempo. And you might notice there's one person in particular that kind of always vibrationally is dragging everybody else to their timeline, you know, and Christina's family, it's her mom, <laughs> right? Everyone's just kind of on Pam's calendar. Uh, that's just how it goes. And, and as Christina's gotten older, it's turned into a little bit more like Christina's mm-hmm. doing it. Um, I'm the one in my family for sure. Right. <laughs> so there's that. And then there are also other dynamics where it's a little bit of everybody at different times and mm-hmm. it depends on what's going on. Right. Where, you know, and that might be seasons of life or just personalities. So, that's just interesting to notice how these different energetic ecosystems work and move. So you start to realize, you know, all these places where you're feeling like you're in everybody else's, you're caught in everybody else's wave and you Mm -hmm. just can't catch a breath. And we remind Christina of this because she'll feel like that. And it's like, wait, 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 but how can you influence energy and what can you say yes to? And what are you choosing to say no to? Or what Mm -hmm. are you choosing to not make any decisions about? Mm Mm-hmm. And that's fine if you want to decide not to make a decision and recognize that when you're not making the decision, you're letting somebody else make the decision. So then don't complain that they're setting the tempo, right? Um, And that, when you start to understand that, right, you will feel a lot more empowered in your life, Mm -hmm. you know? And and that's where with, with timelines and there's this interesting thing because a lot of you energetically want things to kind of slow down you want more space you want slowness and stillness and at the same time there's so many things you're like i want that faster <laughs> yeah, i want to yeah, speed it up totally <laughs> and so all this is going on at the same time and there are certain places where that conflicts mm-hmm. because you're wanting both energies in the same area so nothing's changing <laughs> right because it's fine for certain it, it totally works vibrationally for certain things to be slow and still and other things to be moving fast but it's when you're kind of on the same, you're on one track Mm -hmm. and you're wanting both directions. You know, you're fast forwarding the tape and then, uh, you're going forward and then you're rewinding and Mm -hmm. you just keep doing that Mm -hmm. is what keeps people stuck. And people stay stuck because they're scared to decide. They don't want to make the wrong choice, right? They're scared of going too fast, but then they feel like they're not good enough if they're going too slow or they're judging themselves if they're going too slow or they feel like they're missing out. And here's the thing you can sit there in indecision and the, the grass is always going to be greener. And that's sort of an equalizer. And at that point, you just pick what you want. Mm-hmm. This kind of brings me into something else that I wanted to ask you, which was, it, it's kind of related. Like you were, you talked a lot about the focus. Mm-hmm. And if we could just focus on our visualization or our intention. Um, I loved that part of tonight. 
And it just reminded me of that because I also have had the habit in my life of getting so like, okay, today of all days, I have to focus. And then this goes wrong and this goes wrong and this goes wrong. And it's like, then our focus gets turned in that direction. And it's almost like what happened to Christina the other day with the Airbnb. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, how do we, how do we shift our focus in those moments to, okay, well, what if everything is working out for me, as mm-hmm. you said? Um, and I know that it's not necessarily like a simple 3D how-to, but what are ways that we can invite more of that focus into expansion? Well, a lot of a lot of it is this very 3D. A lot of the things you just sat here for two hours talking about yeah. of how to cut out distractions. Yeah. And, you know, Christina gets annoyed because she feels like we should just have this figured out. But we're just going to tell you, this is like very real things it's that are going on. a lifelong process. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that you have created as a society so much clutter, mm-hmm. right? And she's learned this in her life and she'll listen back to this and it'll connect for her where she, you know, in her business, one of the things there it's, you know, a blessing and a curse where she has learned over the years. At first she was just add more, 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 more. And then in the last few years, she's recognized, she calls it, you know, the, the cost of undoing things Mm. and how much time and energy there it takes to kind of undo all the clutter. Or even, you know, right now is she needs to get rid of half the things in her house and all of her clothes. And she keeps telling Andrew she's so overwhelmed. And she's like, I wish I just never bought all this to begin with. How did this compile? It's because it's now so much effort to undo, to release, mm-hmm. to donate, to sell, or, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's all extra time. And so that's brought a lot of, you know, she's learning this because now she's almost in the other direction. She's afraid to to do forward movement because she's like am I going to want to undo this and I'm going to be tired again right so she's like in the process of of learning that but it's on a very logistic level a lot of things you guys were talking about tonight all of these distractions you have to cut down you know and so things like I mean the focus mode on the phone is great Mm -hmm. airplane mode right um setting up time you know there's this whole energy that's been created through texting which it could be texting it could be voxer it's this anytime access yeah is so overwhelming for the nervous system and it's this built in like distraction mm-hmm. and the thing is that and christina notices you know she'll turn her phone off like on airplane mode and her brain is like but is someone messaging me yeah. with something that needs to get done yeah. now mm-hmm. right because what's happened is you've created these kind of energetic grooves where people are so last minute all around Mm -hmm. and she has trouble implementing some of these boundaries with new people because because they're not already trained to think far enough ahead Mm -hmm. and the thing is for she knows that yeah she knows that right and so she already knows hey I'm gonna tell this person I only check this once a day and they're not going to have thought far enough ahead. Mm-hmm. And they're going to text me tonight with something that has to happen in the morning, mm-hmm. which means, right? So then she bends the boundary during the learning until people are trained to think further in advance. But generally, because of this instant access kind of culture, people don't prepare in advance. Mm-hmm. And... It's not so much about preparing in advance as part of it, but it's more about they expect to get the answer they need or the help they need instantaneously, Mm -hmm. like in this exact moment. Mm -hmm. 
And here's the thing. Waiting a day is not that big of a deal. Yeah. Right? But people are so scattered and chaotic that it's feeding this whole pattern of everybody else being scattered and chaotic. Right? Mm -hmm. So, Christina, it'll be something like meetings. Right? Which, you know, on one side, you know how I feel. Meetings are annoying. (laughs) On the other side... They're so much better than all right. the chaotic here. And the, that question, it's yeah. let's just get on one call, knock it all out, and then we're done. And then everybody's free and clear mm-hmm. the rest of the day. But what happens is you have a meeting and people didn't bring yeah. all their questions. Yeah. And then still throughout the day, it's what about this? What about that? Right. And do you see how it just feeds this whole thing mm-hmm. where then everybody is is required to do yeah, that. Totally. So it, it's, it's kind of like, you know, it's easier for you guys when a group of you, the people that you're close to, it's like, Hey, we're all implementing yeah. this because then we're all having to, uh, understand that things don't get answered immediately mm-hmm. and things need to get done a little bit earlier so that we're accounting for that. All of that. Mm-hmm. Is that making sense? Yeah, totally. So cutting out, um, phone notifications <laughs> for sure. Um, starting to kind of group communication is, is a big one. Uh, doing one thing at a time, mm-hmm. you know, Christina for a long time was just professional multitasker and, and that's not a bad thing, but what she's noticed is how that has contributed to more of the ADHD energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, watching TV and scrolling her phone and talking to her partner and petting her cat. And you don't think of that as being so many things, you know, or she for a long time out of the present. Yeah. Keeps out of the present. And it's all just kind of ineffective. And Mm -hmm. you're at that point. Now you're used to a lot of stimulation. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we'll liken this, the sexual problems people are having right now, right? Where it's porn, it's Mm -hmm. physical stimulation, it's, you know, there are lots of people who are like, oh, I need, I have to be in a threesome or I can't yeah. come, right? Yeah. And so it's, I'm either overstimulated or I'm feeling nothing, mm-hmm. right? You're so out of touch with the natural, we'll say like ability to fully receive the present moment. Totally. Right? So that overstimulation is causing problems or even, you know, she used to do a lot of work and she does a, sometimes still, but she used to, you know, get on the treadmill, answer her emails, check the messages. And it's, she started to recognize like, this is just too much at the same time. Yeah. Like, and even now, you know, when she goes on walks in the morning, she goes in silence. Mm-hmm. And for so long, she was also listening to a podcast. And that's not like some crazy multitasking, you know, it's not the worst of the worst, but as she's recognized, it's almost, you know, the more she realized, well, I'm getting way too scattered, the more she's pulled back of, hey, I'm really only doing one thing at a time, mm-hmm. right? If I'm going on a walk, I'm just going to go on a walk. Mm-hmm. If I want to listen to a podcast, I'm going to listen to it and be present to it, mm-hmm. you know? And and it's not that there's not value in multitasking, but there's a time and place for everything. And when mm-hmm. you're noticing yourself getting out of balance in a certain direction, then go a little bit in the other direction to kind of bring things back into play. Mm-hmm. You know, and she definitely notices um, the scattered thoughts that her, you know, her ADHD tendencies change depending on a lot of this stuff. Absolutely. Right. And so she can, same. she's starting to put together like, whoa, like it's not just some all the time. It's the same. There mm-hmm. are certain things that cause that to uptick for mm-hmm. her. And so then she, and she knows this is like, you know, when she's answering messages throughout the day, um, 
if she has all the tabs open on her computer, right? If she, if the email is just in the background, she can feel it, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, things within business of how that's run. It's a lot of how, why she's changed the way she runs her programs and things like that. Uh, and even just kind of, you know, the amount of things that are going on throughout the week. I mean, moving was one dramatic way that she cut out some distractions, mm-hmm. you know, um, just taking taking choices off the table. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's all kinds of things we could talk about with have all the choices you want. You have so many amazing choices all the time and that's an abundant feeling. And sometimes that's actually not helpful to yeah. have all those choices. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, this is classic psychology. Right. When you give somebody a menu with too many items, right? If you ask a psychologist, how many items should I put on my menu at my restaurant? They're not going to tell you to make a cheesecake factory <laughs> menu, right? I hate that Because video. people <laughs> are paralyzed by indecision, yeah. right? Or even within business, you have too many offers. People don't know what to buy, mm-hmm. so they buy nothing. Mm-hmm. And you've gotten this way in life, mm-hmm. right? And so Christina tries to do everything she can, and you'll, you know this, right? Just... I don't give me one, two options yeah. or no option. Right. Right. Buying the car, the thought yeah. of, of all the cars, what car, she, I don't want options. Right. She's just spirit guide. Show it. <laughs> just That's it. Okay, cool. Just going with that. And that's the which thing, color. That's the yeah, only thing I that, want to choose. <laughs> that's the thing though. Also is that when you just follow your intuition, suddenly you don't yeah. have to make all these decisions that are so tiring all mm-hmm. the time. Right. And there's a caveat to that because, as you had said, maybe yesterday, whatever day, like the other part of just being here is there are choices. Yeah. There are things that your intuition is not going to have anything to say about because. Well, I said that because you said that. <laughs> well, whatever, you know, either way, we're both the same person. Yeah. So, you know, you get what we're saying, right? It's, they're also going to be blanks where it's just, you just choose. Yeah. Either way. Mm-hmm. And that's a really interesting thing to, for people to unravel of. If you are faced with, here are two options, you get to pick which one, why does that not make you feel okay? Right? Like, what's the discomfort around that? Totally. Especially if you have that knowing that you get to choose. Yeah. Yeah. What what do you think it is? Do you know? What do I think it is? Um, I think it's just a fear of getting it wrong in general. Like, it's a fear of Mm -hmm. somehow making the wrong choice that's going to have this whole chain reaction that's going to, I mean... We could talk about it in like a very 3D, 3D way or a very spiritual way, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like in a spiritual way, like, oh, well, what if I make this choice and it puts me on this timeline? Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, then I have to deal with the, you know, um, consequences of that. And so it's like, I'm just paralyzed. Or it's just a very 3D way and it's a fear of failure in general. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, if I make this choice, then I'm not going to get this option. I'm not going to meet this person. And it's like, we're thinking in determinism, but our free will literally makes us mm-hmm. have a completely new timeline available to us. Millions of timelines available to us mm-hmm. in every moment. Um, but that's, I don't know. I think that's what it is like mm-hmm. failure or being wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's like totally been something in my life, especially recently that has come up because it's like the more psychic I've become, the more that it's come up mm-hmm. because it's like, okay, well if I can tap in, then why am I not getting anything about this? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yeah, because I'm supposed to just make the decision because it's both, right? It's like, yes, there are some things that we will have a strong intuitive hit one way or another on. Um, and then there are things that we just get to human. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like knowing knowing the balance, I think. I've talked a lot about how 2024 is the year of committing to ourselves, 
doing the damn thing, like making it happen. And there's a strong energy early this year about resetting. So I have been reevaluating and resetting all of my routines, in particular my health routine, because that is the foundation of my life. It's how I'm able to do everything else. And this has been coming up for me with channeling. The guides have been kind of reaffirming for me, uh, just really making sure that I am on my game with my health and wellness. Which brings me to one of my all-time favorite companies I have been a fan of for years and years, Paleo Valley. All of their products are made from only organic whole foods. They're gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, dairy-free, and non-GMO. When it comes to supplementation, I feel like this is probably the sneakiest way that people have added crap getting in their diets. Quality really, really matters. And I love that these are all whole foods-based supplements. Again, this is the time of year when I like restock and make sure I'm set up with everything so that I don't have an excuse of I ran out or what's my routine. So I want to share with you the things I always have in my supplement cabinet that I take regularly that are game changers for me. One, healthy snacks. It is very easy for me if I don't have anything on hand to turn to something not healthy. Yes, I too fall into that. So I set myself up for success. I always have Paleo Valley superfood bars and their 100% grass-fed beef sticks on hand. These are great snacks. It's a great way to add some extra protein into your day. A lot of beef sticks hurt my stomach and these do not. I love the taste. I've tried a lot of different beef sticks and I think these ones taste the best. I love the original ones, but all of their flavors are really good. And with the superfood bars, these are made with over eight organic nutrient-dense superfoods plus grass-fed bone broth protein. My favorite flavors are the red velvet and the lemon meringue. My boyfriend and I literally fight over these bars and I also love to have these as like a healthy quote dessert. They're not unhealthy at all, but they taste like dessert. There's no added sugar, but for me when I'm snacking, I will either go for a beef stick if I want something savory and a superfood bar if I want something a little bit sweeter and satisfies me. I'm not left hungry and I know I am doing something good for my health and wellness. I also make sure to stock up on their bone broth protein. I use this in shakes. This has made a huge difference in my skin, in my hair, in my nails. And other supplements that I stock up on in this time of year, I just did my yearly like restock. The vitamin C, I feel like everybody needs a good vitamin C in their lives. It's great for the immune system. This is made from all organic superfoods as well as their grass-fed organ complex. If you're looking for like a multivitamin, that's better. And wild caught fish row. Um, my new obsession, I have been on an omega three kick. The guides have been bringing up omega threes again and again, fish, fish, fish. And this doesn't have, you know, a fish row taste, but you're getting all of the health benefits. I feel like this has helped my skin so much. It has helped my brain so much. My cognition is just like next level. That goes hand in hand with like, I think of these kind of going together as things that I've upped in my diet that have made a game changer is also the extra virgin olive oil. So Paleo Valley actually now has organic extra virgin olive oil. As you guys know, there's so much crap in most olive oils. A lot of them are just cut with canola oil. Yes. Even the good ones you think you're buying at the grocery store. I use olive oil for everything. It is packed with polyphenols, supports against oxidative stress, controls inflammation, great for brain health. So I'm so excited that Paleo Valley now has super high quality extra virgin olive oil. So if you go to paleovalley.com slash CTC, you can get 15% off your order. That's P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y.com slash CTC for 15% off. Stock up, get your new year started on the right foot and set yourself up for success. So there's a couple of things here. And one piece, and certainly at play for Christina, is 
a lot of you have become so exhausted mm-hmm. on a core level that having a right and a wrong makes it just feel easier. Yeah. Right. It just feels less exhausting. Mm-hmm. Like, let me just pick the right one mm-hmm. and move on because you're so tired. You're not feeling inspired or excited by being a creator. Mm-hmm. And when you are nourished and, and vibrant and, you know, energized when it's pick whatever you want. Now we're set, it's exciting to create, mm-hmm. right? It's, there's a blank canvas, whatever you want. It's cool. What can I try out? Right. Yeah. And so the exhaustion, which comes from a number of things we could unpack if we want. Yeah. That um, resonates for me right? big time. <laughs> that sometimes kind of distorts the perception of what it would look like to create in that Mm -hmm. moment. And it just feels at that point more tiring, Mm -hmm. right? Especially when a lot of your relationship with creating has been effort, hard work. And so when there comes a decision where there's not a clear, this is the easier way, it's just, you've already decided, your body already is like, I'm tired, Mm -hmm. right? That's, That's one part of it. The other part we'll offer is, you know, what you said, we would say, uh, absolutely. And uh, about, you know, the fear of failure, or I don't want to get it wrong. Mm -hmm. And the question was, and we could ask this of probably anybody listening and they probably say the same thing, right? The question is, there's two, there's, there's two choices, which there's not really ever two, but right. For the purpose of this, let's say there's two choices and there's literally no wrong choice. Mm Mm-hmm. There's no wrong it's choice. It's just the choice that it's you just make. Whatever choice. There's no wrong choice. Why does that? What don't you like about that? And they will answer. I don't want to make the wrong choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Christina would say the same thing, right? <laughs> and so it's okay. So you are not understanding. You have not yet understood. You're not resonating with. There is no wrong choice. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so therein lies some evidence of. I'm so deeply in the paradigm of right and wrong mm-hmm. because that makes me feel safe. Yep. And so as you're trying to ascend beyond <laughs> right and wrong and better than and worse than to feel that peace and joy and mm-hmm. openness and abundance, right? And feel deeper levels of co- love and compassion and understanding mm-hmm. and oneness. Now you suddenly understand why you cling so deeply to the right or wrong. Yeah. Right. And where that it feels easier to your mind or your ego. But in so many other ways, it makes it so much more complicated. Yeah. And it feels shitty. (laughs) Well, it's a constant test. Yeah. I'm so thankful to like I have so much Sagittarius energy and I feel like that's what keeps me from like not staying there too long because Mm -hmm. I get so frustrated because it makes me feel stuck. I'm Mm -hmm. like. Well, I don't care anymore. Like, I'm literally just like a fuck it energy. Like, I don't yeah. care what's wrong or right anymore. I'm just going to do something so I can move, yeah. you know, but so I can expand. He, here, here's also the thing for people of, you know, when that's the reaction of I don't want to make the wrong one, totally understandable, right? <laughs> there is the I'm not fully understanding that there's not a wrong one. Um, and there's also the... At that point, there's the subconscious deeper belief that what choice I make is setting me on mm-hmm. a completely, mm-hmm. c- completely predetermined large string of events. And that's not how this unfolds. It's one choice at a time, mm-hmm. right? 
one choice opens up this whole block of infinite things you can choose and from there another one and Mm -hmm. you can always be hopping back on Mm -hmm. right and so that's really important for people to understand about making decisions because this is a big holdup for a lot of you this is a huge holdup just in your daily life and Mm -hmm. with the exhaustion piece people are tired because they don't want to make decisions and we've got to heal this relationship with making decisions right and Christina is working on this, right? This is a this is a big thing. Healing your relationship with making decisions. And what she has found is, you know, she always feels like the hack to life is getting, quote, good, right? And making decisions. And mm-hmm. by that, she means just figuring out how to do that effortlessly, mm-hmm. right? And so that's where something like for her human design has helped a lot of just, just go, what is my body saying, right? Mm-hmm. Just default to that body, intuition, just do that. Mm-hmm. And decisions get faster and easier. And that allows manifestation to flow mm-hmm. more quickly, right? You get stuck in each single decision as if your entire possible, your entire future yeah. is hinging on. And even when it feels big like that, mm-hmm. right? Even when it's it's something like, you know, do I want to, I don't know, do I want to move to Texas or do I want to move to England? Yeah. That's it. Those are big. Those are Mm -hmm. big. That's a big difference. Right. And yeah, that sets off a completely different and unique sets of choices from there, but they'll overlap with each other at some point and they can overlap pretty quickly. Right. You could move there and you could also decide to move back. Yeah, exactly. So they could bring you back. Mm -hmm. Like things can always reroute. Mm -hmm. And Going back to, you know, the cost of undoing things, what Christina doesn't always recognize is, like, it's always really going to be the same amount of effort. And so what we would suggest (laughs) is in each just present moment, aligning with the ease Mm. and not worrying about all the future stuff after that Mm -hmm. because that's actually what feels heavy and hard and confusing, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. It's that whole timeline you're feeling into, which is why – that decision in the moment feels hard. Mm -hmm. But if you took all that and if it wasn't just about what's my entire lifestyle in Texas and where am I living and who am I dating and, and where am I going to have kids Mm -hmm. versus all of that in England. And it's just right now, do I feel like Texas or England? Yeah. Suddenly it becomes a lot easier. Absolutely. And if eventually you reroute, you'll reroute Mm -hmm. And all of the effort, you know, of moving or changing, it does all come back into equilibrium in your life. Mm -hmm. You just don't always see it in the present moment. Mm -hmm. And it's really more, you know, the same effort physically expended because of an ego response feels very different to you than when that effort is expended from a soul response. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so when you have, when you're moving because something's forcing you out or it's like an ego mind logistic piece, that feels a lot more exhausting and tiring than when you're like on a, I'm pumped, let's go, let's move. Yeah. Right. Cause you made that choice Mm -hmm. and it comes back to the more you can orient from, I'm constantly making empowered choices in my life. And this, you know, came up the other day in the money codes. I don't know if you listened to it or she was saying just the more you can bring awareness to 
while there are many things in life that you can look at and say, I, I actually, I can't make these choices. Other, someone else is making this choice and it's impacting me, mm-hmm. right? That's going on. Sure. And let's look at all of, all of the choices you are making each and every day and focus on those. Yeah. And that starts to bring you back into that mm-hmm. empowered state of being utilizing your choices as a method of freedom Mm -hmm. instead of feeling like my choice is always how I'm dealing with the fallout. Right. Right. And it's a very different energy. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's a similar thing when we talk about unraveling all the stuff about money as unraveling our relationship with decisions, Mm -hmm. with making choices. You know, there's just been a lot piled onto it. It's not about actually the decisions. It's about all the other stuff that's gone around it where, hey, maybe I've learned every time I make a decision, this is what I think, right? I I think that every time I made a decision, people get mad at me. Mm -hmm. There's always something to deal with. Yeah. There's always something to explain. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm associating decisions are hard. They suck. I hate decisions. Is it decisions or is it everybody else? Mm -hmm. That is asking you to explain yourself. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. You can get in a situation where not everybody asks you to explain yourself, right? Uh, which includes you don't have to involve everybody in everything you're doing, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, that's one thing, right? Christina understands that. And, you know, she doesn't like it, but she's like, I did it to myself. When she shares things publicly, mm. she's opening herself up to, yeah. to know the energy that other people think. Yeah. Right. So she, that's just part of what she's choosing. Um, and so you don't have to share everything publicly. There mm-hmm. are things in her life that she's like, I'm just not because I don't want to deal with this. Yeah. I'll tell you after. Right. And so you make you can make that choice with yourself about who you share with and things with and when. Um, and the other thing is just your energy of noticing like, and we'll say it's different kind of in that, that quote public arena for her, but in her personal life, no one really has anything to say to her about her choices because she's pretty much embodied an energy of, I don't really care for you to come at me. About right. It, right. It's like either support or get off the train. <laughs> That's it's, it. It's kind of the energy, <laughs> you know, and that's something that. When you're confident in yourself, um, people naturally res- respond that way, mm-hmm. right? If you're expressing something of, I'm making this decision, and there's any piece of you that's not confident in the decision, mm-hmm. people pick up on that and they're like, are you sure? What about mm-hmm. this? What about that? Right? And so, yes, people project their own fears, but you also have to notice, where am I vibrationally available for right. them projecting their fears? And where might they be feeling that fear within me? Mm-hmm. You know? So, anyway, we're... This is all a tangent on it. But what we're saying is, and this is valuable to dive into. I'm sure more will come up. But what are, what do I actually not like about making decisions? Yeah. It's not actually the decisions. It's what else that's going along with mm-hmm. it. And that can start And there's to so things. many, like, there's so many things about programming with this, right? Mm-hmm. It can go back to, like, I mean, when I was growing up, my mom was always like, if you commit to something, you're finishing it. I don't care how much you hate it. Yes. You know? And so... And, and this actually happened to me when I moved to Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, I I had been, you know, excited about this for, how old was I? I had been excited about this for like five years. And then when I moved, it wasn't what I expected. So that's, that's a whole other thing, right? <laughs> but it was because I was like, oh my, I, I had in my head, I'm going to move there forever and I'm never going to see the United States again. And like, that's it. Yeah. And that is what made me so like. I don't want to say miserable, but I did have a really, really rough like integration into mm. living there because I was like, okay, well, this is just my life now. And it's like, 
no, I wound up moving like less than two years later back to the United States. Was I sad about it by then? Yeah, because I absolutely loved my life there yeah. because I had let go of the like, oh, well, I have to live here forever. And that was something that I completely self-imposed. Like no one told me like, oh, hey, once you move, you have to live there forever. But it was just that was my expectation of it. And because of commitment or decisions or whatever. Mm -hmm. And if I would have just moved like, oh, let's see how we feel. That would have been a completely different energy that I would have entered into that time of my life as. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, deep, deep conditioning, right? Yeah. Complete it. Finish it. Finish the food on your plate, right? That too. You you signed up for (laughs) soccer. You have to finish it. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot coming out now. People are understanding about, especially with, children and honoring their needs and all that um and there's also that balance of on the other side of the spectrum commitment energy is important right talked about a lot there's a lot of people who and you know some of this comes from that Mm -hmm. are so on the other side they don't they won't commit to anything right they actually just won't right and it's very it's very flighty and there's also let's give something a chance Mm -hmm. right let's make this decision and let's commit fully to this the decision also knowing that through the commitment and the commitments, what allows you to really experience what's possible mm-hmm. when you make a choice and you're kind of halfway and halfway out, you're not actually experiencing what, what it could look like. It's, right. it's the commitment that brings it in deeper. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like that with business, it's like that with relationships, it's like that with a move, right? Like let's fully commit to it and, and also know the decision can be changed. Yep. Yep. And People think that those can't coexist. Every time that I tell myself that, like I remember because I don't know, you know, what this is about. Maybe this is a whole other thing we could dive into. But <laughs> usually when I start a new job, it's just like all of the like heightened insecurities and not even insecurities consciously, but just like all of those really big feelings. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I always tell myself you can leave whenever you want from this job. Mm -hmm. And that makes me relax into the commitment more because Mm -hmm. I am a committed person in general. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just going to walk in one day and be like, nope, it's not for me, you know? But if I didn't give myself that, like, hey, you could leave whenever you wanted, then I would just be a nervous wreck, like going through it, like, oh, I have to do this. And it's Mm -hmm. like, no, you know? Mm -hmm. And that has worked for me with every single job that I've ever had. And I've had a wide variety of completely different jobs, you know? Yeah. Um, well, and that's that's a really helpful and valuable lesson for people, right? You know, and learning like what allows me to go into commitment, and that mm-hmm. isn't that the reason. And this is a whole like with relationships specifically, right. right? People really struggle here, and it's especially down in Southern California. Right? This is God. like the the epidemic, <laughs> right? People yeah. don't want to commit because they don't want to get locked down. Yeah, they don't want the label either, right? It's like a box, and here's the thing it's like but you can commit and then also then later decide it's not working (laughs) you can decide the commitment's not working right yeah no one's ever actually boxing you in unless you've decided for yourself when I do this I'm never allowing myself to ever change and that's on you that's Mm -hmm. not actually what's going on yeah you know um but there's so much that you miss out on in life when you don't give yourself that space or you don't say hey I can leave anytime I want, mm-hmm. right? And that's really just allowing your your body and your energy to relax into the experience mm-hmm. to fully to fully receive what's possible yeah. and see what's possible. Yeah, you know. So it all exists at the same time, 
And obviously, I mean, I think this commitment energy thing seems to be coming up a lot for people. Definitely. Uh, and that goes back to the energetic momentum and going somewhere, you know. And here's the thing. It's it's the same as, you know, when you're not making a choice, you're making a choice. Mm-hmm. When you are not committing to something, you're also committing to mm-hmm. it. You're committing mm-hmm. to not committing. Yeah. So you're always in commitment to something. Um, and it's the same conversation as, you know, you're always committed to something. You're always choosing something. And you're always trusting in something. Yeah. So people say, I don't, I don't, I don't know who to trust. I don't trust. Well, you're trusting something always. Yeah. yeah. Right. You're saying you don't know who to trust. What are you trusting? You know, you're the research papers. Okay. Yeah. You're trusting something all mm-hmm. the time. You're trusting the news. So you are always trusting something. You are always committed to something. Your commitment might be to never getting locked down. Yeah. <laughs> but and that's very committed to that. <laughs> it's still a commitment, you yeah. know? So that's just how energy is moving. So, you know, some things to think about, but, um, we should probably wrap up here. Yeah. Did you have any concluding thoughts? Um, no, I think that that's just really insightful on commitment. I love what you always say about commitment because it's like, definitely helping me to rewire those Mm -hmm. programs about having resistance to it because it's such a powerful thing energetically Mm -hmm. um but yeah I think that's a really important piece thank you for saying that about just knowing ourselves with like what does it make what does it take for me personally to feel safe in going into a commitment Mm -hmm. I was actually just thinking about that today with like relationships in general not just romantic relationships um but even like business partnerships and stuff and it's like even just saying the word commitment, like I'm asking you for a commitment is going to evoke a response from people. (laughs) But it's like, I was thinking about saying, I'm not asking for a commitment. I'm asking you to commit to communicate with me. Yes. And that already reframes it because it's like, if you're just committing to communicate with me, then that means that tomorrow you could communicate, Hey, I don't want to do this, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's like, you're committed to like showing up in the container with Mm me. Um, well, that's a really valuable thing to share. And that's really kind of where most of the problems lie, just in communication. Right. You know, it's just in people are not clear in their communication because they're afraid of all these other things, like mm-hmm. the commitment piece or, you know, all that. And if you just communicated all that, you know, you could simply say, hey, I'm not sure because I'm feeling these. That makes clear. Yep. Right. Um, so what was the other piece we were going to say about that? You're saying going into what were you saying a container oh this is what we're gonna say just so everybody knows it's midnight (laughs) (laughs) you've been oracling for a really long time we've been oracling for (laughs) a really really long time seven hours um there's a lot in the spiritual community and we'll just call it out as we see it if people don't resonate that's fine you know that they are behavior they justify for spiritual reasons when that's not actually what's going on Mm. and this commitment piece is at play here and you know we won't go into a whole thing about it but really you know one of the things that christina struggles with a lot with a lot of her you know more spiritual friends is they And there's a balance here, right? Because in many ways, they've expanded her of what it really looks like to live in the present moment. But there's a lot of them that are just so afraid of commitment. Mm. And they're saying, well, I just live in the present moment, right? And so it's that kind of energy, right? And so even with tonight, she Mm -hmm. had a lot of people that she was, a lot of friends she was talking to. And just, I'm not sure. I won't know until that day, Yeah. right? 
And, you know, she sees, she understands that. She understands, like, day of. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other side of it is you can make the commitment now and you can change the commitment, mm-hmm. right? And so instead of this whole back and forth or I'm not responding, right, what is your intention? And it's totally fair. To, she does this too, right? There are days she wakes up and she's like, I'm just, my body is saying no. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then to your point, what you were saying, right, com- you just communicate it. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Because there's, there's just, I don't want to commit. I want to live in, and people say, I want to live in the present moment. I just have to follow my intuition in that moment. That doesn't mean that you're not having any type of signal or intuition right now. Exactly. You have to be just, just notice where that's actually what's going on versus what's actually going on is you just don't want to make a commitment. Mm -hmm. You're just afraid of making plans. Mm -hmm. Right. And why are you afraid of making plans? Yeah. So definitely something deeper there. There's. There's balance there. And that's why a lot of people in the spiritual community struggle with business. Mm. They struggle with money, Mm -hmm. right? Because there are a lot of commitments that get made all the time. Yeah, this is a big code, right? This this is, this is it, (laughs) right? And you'll, you probably see some of this with what things people bring up in the community. And Christina notices this with people who struggle in their career. And at the end of the day, it's a commitment problem Mm -hmm. that people have, Mm -hmm. right? Christina's career has worked for her. Because she has been committed to it. Mm-hmm. She has been committed to it for a decade. Mm-hmm. She was committed to it bef- for five years before it ever made her money. Mm-hmm. Right? She was committed to it. Mm-hmm. She was committed to it working. And that's how you manifest big things. Mm-hmm. Right? There's so much energetic momentum. And she would say, there's literally no way I could commit to this thing that I love so much. And be available for it to change and morph in whatever way I need it to. all And be that open to it. That for it to not work. Yeah. There's exactly. just literally no way. Mm-hmm. If she was attached to it working in one specific way, yeah, that could, quote, not work. But to be in commitment to the the consciousness of this thing mm-hmm. and what it requires and all the places it's going to take me, being in commitment to that journey, there's no way that the journey is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's just as simple as that. And a lot of people, especially in the, quote, spiritual spaces, they don't want to commit. And so they don't want to be consistent mm-hmm. with an offer. They don't want to be consistent in showing up for people. Mm-hmm. They don't want to offer, you know, it could be a long-term package or they don't want to create something because what if I change my mind? So they don't even start creating, yeah. right? They don't even start. They don't even get going or they, you know, they're marketing, they're barely marketing anything at all because they're switching all the time. Mm-hmm. And so they're not building any energetic momentum. And at that point, just you're not really going anywhere and and that's for sure going to show up in other areas of your life where you're afraid to commit Mm -hmm. right but it's sort of you know it's similar to with this with the relationship piece and people struggling to commit here's the thing commitment brings you closer to source Mm -hmm. relationship and commitment to a single person Mm -hmm. you go deep into yourself Mm -hmm. versus commitments to many different people Mm -hmm. you're seeing many different layers of yourself but you're not hitting the depth Mm -hmm. that you do in one commitment Mm -hmm. right and it's that depth that brings you closer and closer to understanding yourself as source Mm -hmm. it is that depth that takes you places right and so sure you can relate you know if you're let's say you have a friend okay let's say there's something going on in your life right and you call over a span of a week, you call five different friends, you know, five different conversations. Now, imagine if you picked one friend to think is maybe the most helpful and you spent all that time and you had five different conversations with that one friend. 
in what scenario would you go further, do you think? Asking five different people or asking one friend? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, five times that week. I guess you would go deeper with that friend mm-hmm. because they would be uncovering the layers with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're able to go so much deeper yeah. versus hitting the surface mm-hmm. with five different people. Yeah. Right? That's just <laughs> energy. <laughs> um, and so this comes up a lot, you know, in relationship. Uh, it comes up a lot in business. And what we're getting at is it's that commitment that mm-hmm. gets you what you want, mm-hmm. which at its core and whatever manifestation, whether you think it's money or, you know, love, it is love, but it's, it's feeling, being, embodying all of yourself as mm-hmm. source consciousness. Mm-hmm. That's why you want love. Yeah. That's why you want love. Yeah. You want that feeling. You look for that feeling. We're talking about tonight. You're looking for that richness, that depth, that pure emotion, that raw, that, you know, love, mm-hmm. right? It's the same. It's the feeling of I'm deeply in love, crazy in love with somebody right now and having so much fun as I'm like vibing so hard at this concert in the moment, <laughs> screaming my favorite lyrics. Like it's, you know, that frequency that's yes. at the core of all of that. That mm-hmm. is, I am in the Embodiment. oneness. Mm-hmm. I am in the oneness. I am source. I, it's just love here. It's just yep. a vibe, right? That's mm-hmm. the vibe. Mm-hmm. That's like the vibe that you're talking about, right? You're looking for that moment. It's like that kernel. Christian always feels like it's like a kernel mm-hmm. in her. Like this is it. You know, when you just hit it, mm-hmm. you hit the vibe. Mm-hmm. And that vibe is, this is, this is the oneness. This is source. This is everything. Yeah. This is what I've been looking for. Yeah. And you can hit it in many different places in your life. Um, but that's what you're always really seeking at a deep core energetic layer. Mm-hmm. And you get there through commitment. Yeah. I love that. And I would love for you to close by telling us about the filter that you always talk about with intention and commitment because that is what truly like made it click for me and I think so many other people it's like we talk all the time about intentions with manifestations Mm -hmm. right in the spiritual Mm -hmm. community and you're like if you're not committing to it and filtering every single thing in your life Mm -hmm. through that commitment then your intention is just it's just that Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. um so yeah do you have anything to say on that well why don't why don't you say it I mean I guess I just kind of did (laughs) but yeah um you, you, we, we talk about intention, right? And, mm-hmm. and what is an intention? Are we writing it? We're visualizing it. We're just saying it, whatever, but it's our intention and we're holding it. Well, what does that intention mean if we're not actually taking, as we always say in the spiritual community, right? Aligned action. Well, what mm-hmm. does aligned action mean? It means that we are taking that word or that phrase or that image or whatever it is that we're holding. And we're asking ourselves every single day with our energy, with our time, with the people in our lives, is this what I'm committed to mm-hmm. with my intention? And I'm filtering every single decision, going back to decisions, through that. So, you know, I don't know what example we want to use. Well, but he- here's the simple example, right? Um, I'm committed to my peace. Mm. Right? My intention, my intention for 2024 <laughs> is to have peace. Right? That's, mm-hmm. Let's say that. It's a good one. It's, it's, it should be. <laughs> and now suddenly, every single decision you're making, you're asking, you're asking, is this going to bring me peace? Mm-hmm. Or is this going to disrupt my peace? It's, exactly. very, it's very clear. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, you're realizing all the choices you make that are not in alignment with that original intention. So you're not actually committed to that intention. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, we're talking, all of this is about how are we grounding it and how are we living it out? Because as, you know, we're talking about earlier tonight, there's a lot of talking about it. Yeah. There's a lot of good ideas floating yeah. ar- around. It's, it's You don't have a problem with enough ideas. Yeah. You actually don't have a problem with the solutions. Mm-hmm. They're all floating around. People have them. They're there. But no one's doing anything with them. And so it's thinking about like, what is it going to take for me to actually do things with them? And that's part of the problem with the phones, Mm -hmm. right? And that type of distraction and how we're talking about, well, if I can, you know, watch, you know, a video on, I'm watching a video in Paris. I don't have to actually go. It's just as good. Um, And it's not to say that that's a bad thing. You know, some people don't have the resources or time or availability to do that, but it's also recognizing it's not the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. And in life, it's helpful to have actual experiences, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, When you're far away from someone, it's a beautiful thing that you can FaceTime them and still see them and energetically connect. And... It's not the same thing as being a person. Yeah. So it's not that it's it's bad or but there's there's limitations to mm-hmm. that, and the thing with the phone is that especially with ideas, you know, people, it's it's one of the things that is added to this consistent. We're doing a lot of thinking about it and talking about it, but we're not actually doing anything with it. Mm-hmm. And people think they're doing things with it because they're posting about the idea. Yeah, it's so true. And. Posting about the idea or telling people you have the idea is not doing anything with the idea. Doing anything is <laughs> is living it, is yep. making choices, like tangible choices. You mm-hmm. see the difference? Yeah, absolutely. But it's created this false sense of I'm doing things mm-hmm. because I'm posting about it. And other people know about it. Yes. So I'm accountable too and but that's it. But <laughs> all that's really happening, there's not actually anybody doing it. It's now just turned into a series of... More of us are thinking about it. Right. More of us are talking about it. Right. And now you've had this whole culture and people are struggling with their businesses also because they are unintentionally being inauthentic mm. because they are teaching a lot of things that they are ideas they've read about mm-hmm. or they've heard about or they've learned, but they're, they haven't lived it. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, the truth of the matter is, right, like not to toot Christina's horn, but it is people resonate with her because it's authentic. Mm-hmm. Like she she lives it. Mm-hmm. She lives it. And there are lots of people who, you know, will listen to her stuff or take her courses and they will just copy it. Right. They will just plagiarize it, whatever. And they wonder why nobody's <laughs> buying or nobody wants to hire them as a coach. Yeah. And Christina, you know, she just kind of watches from afar. She's like, because you're not doing it. Yeah. It's not embodied. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's okay to not be doing everything. You know, she taught, there's lots of things that we channel and we'd say, or she will say, yeah, I know that. And I'm inhuman right now not doing it, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? That's authenticity. Yeah. But that's the one of the big reasons as well with, you know, in this interesting landscape you've created where so much of, so many businesses are exchanging ideas and thoughts. You know, there's a lot of education. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of empty words being thrown around. And previously, the people who were educating were people who did live it. Yeah. And so that was, the education was received differently because it it wasn't just in the words, it was a frequency transmission of, I just lived, I, I went, you know, to all these places and looked at all these skeletons and here I am teaching archaeology. That is a very different, very different educational experience than I read about all this stuff in a book and I'm just regurgitating what I told you. Yeah. It's empty. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you know, some people that will trigger a little bit, but it, but it is important. Mm-hmm. And Christina has always thought about that, you know, throughout different iterations of her career as, you know, she loves to learn and she, 
she learns a lot of things. That doesn't mean she has like the embodied part of it yet. Right. And there are lots of things that as she thinks about, you know, what she wants to be doing and what she's excited by, she has to recognize within herself of, hey, oh, I love this and I love learning about it and talking about it. But at the same time, this isn't something that I'm really living and that's not the path then really that I'm going down, Mm -hmm. right? It's, it's got to be lived Mm -hmm. for it to really land. And she finds that in business, if it's lived, the magnetism is very easy. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for people who maybe are struggling and this will obviously depend on industry, it's, but it's a big one for a lot of people in this kind of industry of Mm -hmm. they're not actually living it. Yeah. You know, and it's that doing that grounds it in that anchors it in. Otherwise just all kind of floating ideas. Mm -hmm. As we talked about tonight, like if you want to change the planet, if you want to change your, just your individual life and if you want to support the planet and change it, you are all going to have to work together and you're all going to have to take responsibility for not just exchanging ideas, Mm -hmm. but taking action on the ideas Mm -hmm. and the downloads. Mm -hmm. And that's really, you know, why we're doing all this because we're trying to show you how to actually take action on the downloads. Mm -hmm. That's the reason for all of us. Yeah. So there we go. Amazing. The, The commitment intention filter that's that's a good place to wrap it up that is okay well thank you very much for of course chatting with us tonight i'm starving and tired food (laughs) we're gonna eat now thank you all for listening if this resonated be sure to let us know leave a comment below if you're watching on youtube maybe share this on social tag at christina the channel podcast if you do maybe send it to a friend if you think they would find this information valuable as well hope you have an amazing rest of your day and we'll chat with you again next time